Thanks for tuning in to Witch Wednesdays with Steph for a chat about a new witchcraft topic every Wednesday morning. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. This is Steph, and you are listening to episode 77, all about Letha. Letha is the next Sabbath coming up on our Wheel of the Year, which is what we call pagan holidays. And it is the celebration of the summer solstice, which is the longest day and shortest night of the year. It's also referred to as Midsummer or Midsomar, which are pretty close, but the spelling is just a little bit different. Nearly every agricultural society has marked this high point of summer in some way on this date, which is usually around June 21st or 22nd, or December 21st or 22nd in the Southern Hemisphere. Since it is the longest day of the year, it's the point where the sun seems to just hang in the sky without moving. The word solstice actually comes from the Latin word solstitium, which translates to sun stands still. So that's what it looks like, just hanging there without moving, because it's out for so long. And the in ancient times, the travels of the sun were marked and recorded. And that is what stone circles, such as Stonehenge, were originally oriented towards. It was to highlight the rising sun on the day of the summer solstice. There are a, a lot of early European traditions that celebrated midsummer by setting large wheels on fire and then rolling them down a hill into a body of water. Uh, the Romans also celebrated this time as being sacred to Juno, who is the wife of Jupiter and the goddess of women and childbirth, and that is why we have the name June for this month. And the ancient Celts, there aren't a lot of uh, resources on this, but there is some information that was kept by early Christian monks that indicate that Midsummer was celebrated with hilltop bonfires, which if you have been listening to this podcast and you know about the specific um, Celtic fire festivals throughout the year, like we just had Beltane, um, you know that the Celts love setting things on fire. This is like all of their <laughs> holiday celebrations and recognitions of solstices and things like that always have fire involved. They just love the fire, those Celts. <laughs> so they celebrated with these hilltop bonfires and it was a time to honor the space between the earth and the heavens. And Midsummer is also called St. John's Eve that um, as it was celebrated in Ireland, and again, huge bonfire. Um, and uh, particularly is associated with St. John's Eve. They light fires in honor of the Queen of Munster, and it is spelled A-I-N-E, but I do not speak Gaelic, so I don't know exactly how it's pronounced, and, but I could be completely wrong because who would have thought that Shearsa Ronan was pronounced the way that it is? Go figure. So these, this was the uh, Celtic equivalent of Aphrodite and Venus. And so this festival celebrated her, and again, this idea of um, women and childbirth and things like that. But of course, this original festival was then Christianized, like they all are, um, to be continued into modern day as a continuation in, into this sort of St. John's Eve. Letha is also 
heavily associated with the Fae, and it's considered the time when fairy folk can pass into the human world more easily uh, and offer blessings. That's why a lot of people work at the Fae, work with the Fae at this time, uh, because this has also been uh, sort of a history of the celebration of Letha is because it was a celebration of the Celtic, god, Celtic goddess Anu, who represents earth and fruitfulness. And according to Irish mythology, Anu was the universal mother of a tribe of ancient people in Ireland believed to have invaded Ireland and ruled until being defeated in a war on Midsummer's Day. After that, they retreated into the hills and eventually became the fairy folk that has then passed down into Irish folklore and is still celebrated today and lots of people work at the Fae. So this is the sort of history of where they come from and why they are so heavily associated with this Letha holiday. So let's talk a little bit then about specific Wiccan traditions. Letha as a holiday has often been a source of contention. It's one of those that pagan and Wiccan groups sort of um, question whether or not Midsummer was truly celebrated by ancient peoples, because that's really what paganism is, is going back to spirituality of your ancestors of, of different areas in the world a long time ago. So there are some celebrations like Yule and Samhain that are widely believed to have happened back then. There are a lot of historical sources and context that we can look into to show that those were holidays that were celebrated in that way by a lot of different people. And Letha doesn't have that same sort of history. There is a lot of evidence, of course, that it was observed in different ways and that people honored this solar day, this solstice. But there were suggestions made by Gerald Gardner, who is the founder of Modern Wicca, that the solar festivals, like which is the solstices and the equinoxes, were actually added later and imported from the Middle East rather than the other four on the wheel of the year, the um, four fire, Celtic fire festivals that literally come from Celtic tradition, all four of those. The other ones that celebrate the solstice and the equinoxes were imported from the Middle East. That's why Wicca is sort of um, a bigger combination. It's not just British tradition. It is sort of Celtic tradition, British tradition, and this sort of Kabbalistic mysticism from the Middle East. But regardless of these origins and whether or not ancient people celebrated it exactly in this way, a lot of Wiccans and pagans do choose to celebrate Letha every year. And, you know, we've always talked about the holidays and things that we love celebrating all of them. And I like to personally recognize the changes in the seasons and it changes my spell work just because of, you know, like what's available and things around. So I do recognize these holidays. I don't always celebrate it as Letha, as this sort of Wiccan construct of it, but I do recognize that, you know, the sun's out longer today and it's a transition time into the next season. I do do those things. So in Wicca, it is the time for celebrating the pregnancy of the goddess and the height of power of the sun god. And this is when a battle between light and dark takes place, which is the opposite of Yule. 
And in this battle, the Oak King and the Holly King battle for control. And they battle for power of resources, and the balance then shifts. And the Oak King, who represents daylight, rules from the winter solstice, which is Yule, to Letha. And then during this time, the days steadily get longer. And then during Letha, the Holly King wins the battle, and the days steadily get darker until Yule, and it starts all over again. And speaking of it being the exact opposite of Yule, I have gotten a lot of questions on celebrating for the Southern Hemisphere. I do always talk about the opposite days and you know when Letha would be celebrated, but a lot of people have still had questions, especially that live in Australia. So hello, Australian listeners. Great to have you. Uh, but it is opposite from what we talk about on this podcast, not just because your seasons are completely opposite. And these holidays can be celebrated in a variety of ways. Some people in the Southern Hemisphere actually celebrate them on the Northern Hemisphere's calendar because it's just easier, especially with things like Samhain and Yule, to celebrate when the rest of the world is celebrating Halloween and Christmas. So a lot of people do recognize those holidays at that time, but it is strange then to be celebrating things that recognize the different seasons when you are not in that season. So if you are celebrating Yule at the time when everybody's celebrating Christmas in the Southern Hemisphere, it is the height of summer for you. So it's very hot out and then we talk about Yule and we talk about these evergreen pine trees and snow and all of those things and that just does not exist for you at that time. But if you're in Australia, it doesn't exist for you most, most of your area all year long. So it's really up to you how you choose to celebrate it. And you could celebrate them at different times if it's easier for you to celebrate Samhain in October because everybody is celebrating Halloween and they're very similar, then that's perfectly fine. Your witchcraft is up to you and what you want to do with it. And if you want to you know, celebrate it twice a year and when your actual Samhain is on uh, May 1st, then you could definitely do that too. Uh, it's whatever you are comfortable with. And I would say that it has a lot to do with how you practice and what like, you know, parts of the celebration that you are going to incorporate into your witchcraft and into your general holiday. Because if you are, they are holidays that recognize the seasonal shifts, right? So a lot of witches will use kitchen magic or you go out into the garden and get herbs and things and use things that are found in nature at that time. So if you are in the Southern Hemisphere and celebrating on the Northern Hemisphere dates, you might not be able to collect those things at that time. But for some witches, using what's around them and that sort of seasonal aspect to it is not really important to their their practice. Uh, not everyone is a garden witch or a kitchen witch or anything like that. So if it is not a main part of your practice and you are instead just uh, celebrating by you know, talking to your ancestors or spirits or working with the Fae or anything like that, then those aren't specifically tied to a date. And if it, it's easier for you to use the Northern Hemisphere dates, you absolutely can do that. There are a couple of resources that uh, can sort of help you with 
this, if you are in the Southern Hemisphere and you're looking for, you know, Sabbath boxes, because obviously uh, the Sabbath boxes that I sell run on this Northern Hemisphere timeline. Uh, there is a Sabbath box for the Southern Hemisphere that's in, based in Australia. So I will link that on the website, which Wednesday's podcast or which Wednesdays.com. <laughs> uh, so if you want to check that out, I will definitely have that one on there. And there are a couple of other resources that I can list on there to recommend. I think there's a book and a couple of other things for witches who are in the Southern Hemisphere and wondering how they can celebrate. But to sum up that very long statement, it's up to you. If you want to follow the timeline of the Northern Hemisphere, because it's just easier, because that's what most of the um, witches are doing, because it's really based on British and Celtic traditions, you can do that. But if you would rather observe the seasons of where you are, you can do that too. If you listen to last year's episode, there are episodes on every Sabbath in the first season. We kind of went over correspondences and how to celebrate in much more detail. So if you are looking for exactly what to do on this day and enjoy a little chat about that, then definitely go back to the first season for that. I am though, however, due to popular request, going to run through just quickly the symbols of Letha and the different ways to celebrate in this episode too, just so it's easier for you to find this information and have it. So the colors of Letha are blue, green, yellow, um, pink and purple. It's again, the colors of nature at this time that everything's like blooming and lots of flowers, grass is bright green, all of those things. The foods are honey, elderberry, uh, strawberry, fresh greens, light wines, mead, of course. The crystals are diamond, emeralds, um, peridot, lapis lazuli. The flowers and plants are oak, mistletoe, uh, elderflower, lavender, pine, fern, and rose. And again, some of those are because it is the exact opposite of uh, Yule on the Wheel of the Year. Some popular symbols, if you want to use these or decorate your altar, would be bonfires, sun wheels, and flowers. And some popular deities to work with at this time are, of course, the uh, traditional like top gods in a bunch of different pantheons like Zeus and Thor, the sun gods like Sol and Ra, Halley King, of course, in the Wiccan tradition, um, Aphrodite, Freya, Ishtar, Helios. There are a lot of you know, sun gods, but also since in the Wiccan tradition, the goddess is pregnant at this time, a lot of female focused, like Juno, we talked about all of those um, goddesses that celebrate women and childbirth and all of those things. Lots of different ways to celebrate Letha. can make floral wreaths for your front door. You can also make floral crowns uh, with colorful ribbons. That is part of what's in the Letha Sabbath box sister. You can host a bonfire, a potluck. You can gather your herbs uh, to use for the coming year. This is a popular time to uh, harvest them at the peak of their freshness and then dry them to be able to use in the colder months. 
you can definitely work with the Fae, build a fairy house, um, invite the Fae goodwill into your life, leave them any sort of offerings, anything like that. And in general, it is just a good time to set your sort of intentions that are related to power. So it is a very powerful energy day um, with the energy of the sun and summertime and everything is growing and expanding. So this is sort of a time for powerful energy work. So expanding business goals, desires, uh, anything related to bounty, this would be the ideal day for that. And a fun way that I know a lot of witches do celebrate or recognize this day is that because it is the longest day and shortest night of the year that a lot of people will get up to watch the sunrise and then watch the sunset all on the same day. That is one of the things that I like to do, so I will personally be doing that on Letha. Otherwise, I'm not sure exactly how I am planning on celebrating yet and you know what day that's going to fall on because I do believe in sort of celebrating the season and the idea of the season. And I do want to do the sunrise and sunset on the actual day, but as far as what I do for the rest of my sort of Letha celebrating, uh, might be on a different day. So if you are interested in what I have planned or what I'm doing as I am doing it, then I highly suggest following over on Instagram. That's where I will share that. That's Witch Wednesday's podcast. And uh, if you have any other ideas or want to share recipes, get ideas of how to celebrate, anything like that, then definitely head over and join the Discord server. Uh, that is linked on Instagram, so you should be able to find that over there and get into the community that has a lot of other witches from all over the world that can talk about how they are celebrating and give you any additional ideas. That is all I have for you this week on Letha. If you have any more questions, definitely let me know. Send me an email or drop me a comment on Instagram or the website, and uh, I will see you next week to chat about the fire element. See you then. Need even more witchcraft? Subscribe to Patreon for exclusive bonus content three times a week and order Sabbat boxes and other supplies at witchwednesdays.com. Be sure to follow on Instagram at witchwednesdays podcast.